the needs to pray. If you turn our Bible to the book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. The word of God says, when the righteous are in authority, it says the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, uh, the people groan. Amen. It says, when the righteous are what in authority, it says the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, what the people groan. Amen. The people groan when the wicked rules. And what do I mean? Now this is, this is that if we look at the world today, we can see that in a nutshell, lawlessness is increasing. We can see that, uh, if we please turn our Bibles to, looking at the prophecy of our Lord Jesus Christ, quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Second Timothy, uh, chapter 3. Second Timothy, uh, chapter 3. And I'll quickly read from verse 1. Second Timothy, chapter 3, um, from verse 1. And the word of God already says that this, let me change my translation. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. Without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitor, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of these sorts are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come what to the knowledge of truth. Amen. Always ne- learning never to come to the knowledge of truth. This is a prophecy that has been declared since uh, before time by uh, in the book of Second Timothy. Amen. That men will be lovers of themselves, perilous times, and this is the times that we are in. And the Bible also makes us to understand that this thing needs to happen before Christ will come. That lawlessness must increase. Amen. It's something that is inevitable. Amen. If you look at the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Um, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And if we take it from verse 1. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And we take it from verse 1. It says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be so shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as it is from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and a man of sin is revealed, the the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that God, all that is called God, all that what that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Verse five. Do not do you not remember that 
When I was still with you, I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until we do so until he is taken out of the way. Verse 8. And when the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should, be, they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. God is talking about the end time, the end time, the end time, the end time. And as we keep on looking, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. The Bible talks about, I mean, I'm sure many of us, a few years ago, there was a lot of prophecy talking about the end time, about the blood moon, and so on and so forth. We married the scriptures as well. And this day and age, we see more occurrence of the blood moon. I mean, does, honor, does anyone understand when I mean the blood, the blood moon? The blood moon is when we talk about the eclipse, when the whole moon darkens. And the sun shines, glaze over the moon, and we can see the moon as a red. All these things are prophecy coming to pass in our own times. And the Bible says this thing must happen, and things are going to get worse. Even the prophecy this year says that they will call the, uh, the time, the, 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 the blades are shifting, that uh, it's going to get hotter and it's going to get colder. In the cold climates, it's going to get colder. In the warm climates, it's going to get hotter. And we can see something that happened in Ireland recently, just last week. And it was ridiculously cold. And watch out for the summer. Uh, you will get a heat wave of, uh, of heat. It happened in the state last year, uh, where they advised people not to even go out because of the heat wave. In places that never experienced heat waves like, uh, as such, so we are in perilous times. It might not really have reached the peak of which the Bible prophecy is talking about when the man of sin will declare, will sit in the house of God and declare himself as God. But slowly and gradually, I mean not slowly, but I think it, the pace has been picked that we are heading towards that time. And... We, as children of God, must not be ignorant. That's why in the book of Ephesians, from chapter 6, um, from verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10, it talks about putting on the armor of God, which we spoke about a few weeks ago, uh, by the grace of God, uh, that we need to withstand in the evil time. Because the Bible says, as we read, in Proverbs 29, verse 2, is that, you know, when the righteous man is in authority, the people rejoice. Uh, but when a wicked man rules, the people, ache, the people groan. And I look at it. I'm just sharing from my heart, uh, you know, what is, what, uh, what is quite heavy in my heart. Uh, look at it, you know, Ireland, for example, is the first country in the world that I can say of, I may be wrong, that where we have... Uh, the Prime Minister of Tishok that is, is gay, you know, the first country in the world that was passed the same, that will pass into its, um, 
into not this legislation but into its um, constitution and the same sex marriage is not just a law that they've put or a legislation but it's something that is in the constitution where the people have decided to say God we don't want you anymore that is the time we are in and let's not be deceived many a times I speak to people and some people will say well God is going to protect me God is going to watch over me and my loved ones so let's not uh, be deceived. The honest truth is that what, as the scripture says, the scripture never lies. It says, uh, when the wicked rules, the people will groan. It will affect everyone. That is the honest truth. It will affect everyone. Um, I look at the world today. They're always taking data, data collection of people. I go to in Nigeria, I was recently in Nigeria, um, we can see that in every avenue is a banking system, they talk of something of BBN, trying to take data to you to have a mobile phone. Uh, they want to take your, 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 your photo, uh, your passport details right now, and they're talking of a national ID card. They see the world talking of the passport, talking of the biometric system, where wherever you are at any time in any world, in any country you go, they can trace you. Amen. Just to keep tab, just to collect data of the entire world system so that it can monitor everyone. That is the time we are heading to. And it's 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 moving so it's moving at a pace that is unprecedented. So I want us to wake up, church. That is the truth. God wants us to wake up, that they need to pray and to intercede, that so that we can put evil at bay. It's something that we cannot avoid, but it's something that what we can what put at bay. We can fold our hands and say, God, it may not happen in the next 20 years. At least I would have gone. But the truth is, what about children? Amen. What about homes? What about children? What will happen in the future? And let's take time and just read uh, some of the things that um, Jesus Christ himself said. If you turn our Bibles, I read from the New Living Translation in the book of Mark chapter 13. Let's talk about the prophecy of the times. Mark chapter 13 from verse 14 to 20. It reads, it says, this is Jesus speaking. It says, the day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing where it should not be. It says, reader, pay attention that those in Judea, in, in Judea must flee to the hills. He says, the person out of the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to park. He says, the person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. He says, how terrible will it be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days? And pray that your flight will not be in the winter, for there will be great anguish in those days that at any time since God created the world, and it will never be so again, it will never be so great again. It says, verse 20 says, In fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, what he has what? Shortened those days. This is God, Jesus speaking. You know, prophecy that look, no, look, it's before Christ will come, this must, this will definitely happen. That nobody will survive unless Jesus Himself comes in time just because of the Christian. 
That's what the scripture says. So when I hear people say that God will protect me and God will do this, God will do that, God will, you know, I, I laugh. That uh, Psalm 91 says, you know, he keeps me under the shadow of his wings and, you know, imagine passing the law in the land, saying that you can't, you know, you can't tell your children how to speak, you can't address the children, probably God cannot address this in the schools, you're discriminating. It doesn't get worse. The TV programs are constantly being changed to marry what is going on in the world today. It's constantly being changed. So it's affected. It will affect our children, but unless we pray. We can put evil at bay if we pray, if we understand the importance of intercession. Because the word of God in the book of Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 7, it says, And the work of the peace and the prosperity of the city, he said we should pray, you know, where he has sent us to, we should pray to the Lord for in its welfare of this city, we determine our welfare in the peace of this land. You know, we determine our own peace. That is what God is saying if we pray. Amen. And we can look at the word of God in the book of Second Kings, chapter twenty, quickly. In the book of, let me regress. Second Kings, chapter twenty-two, from verse twelve to twenty. Second Kings twenty-two, from verse twelve to twenty. This talks about one of the king, and I'll quickly read. It says, "Then the king commanded Hekiah the priest, Haikan the son of Saphan, Akuba the son of uh, Mitchia." And he says, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judea, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do according to all that is written concerning us. So the priests uh, went to the prophetess and the wife of Shunan, the son of uh, Tikvah, and verse 15 said, Then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and its inhabitant. All the words of this book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken, forsaken me and burnt incense to other gods, that they may provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place. And shall not be quenched. But as the king, but as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, this is where we are going to. He says, In this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the words you have heard. Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place, against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all, this, all the calamity which I bring on this place. So they brought back the word to the king. The story here simply means that the king heard, saw the, uh, read the prophecy of what God has said, that, you know, what, what shall be. But the king took time out, was to intercede, to repent. And God said that, well, as much as I have spoken, my words uh, does not fall to the ground. 
It will surely come to pass, but not in your own days because you intercede. And the word of God says that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn away from their wickedness. I will hear and I will heal the land. Church, what I'm saying to us is that if we pray, we intercede. Uh, the man of righteousness will lead this nation once again in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the truth. But we must pray. I remember a few years ago, many years ago, when um, the president of Nigeria then was a Major, major General Abacha, and there was things were tough for the church in Nigeria then. I mean, I don't know if anybody remember. Uh, that even preachers were scared because you could come, they can come pick you up at any time. Uh, I'm sure you remember, I mean, those slightly older, we remember those days. Amen. And the church got up to pray. And before you know it, somehow the president died. And things changed rapidly in Nigeria for, uh, for good, by the grace of God. And now similar thing is happening in the country. And a lot of Christians, everybody was minding their own business. But right now, occasionally, uh, they pick up some Christians who preach righteousness and lock them up. But now the church has woken up to say, look, for the first time in the history I can ever remember in Nigeria, the entire, it doesn't matter what denomination, whether Catholic, Bishop, whatever you are, they came together to pray uh, for three hours to intercede for the country because they know that the church, the work of God, will be impacted if we refuse to stand as one to intercede. We may, people can, who have money can send their children abroad, and you know, not everybody has money to send their children abroad, even abroad too. Lawlessness is increasing, so where can you send your children to? To, to teach them in the way of the law. So it's increasing everywhere, but the church must pray. If not, we all will be affected. It may not happen now, immediately, but it happened to us, you know, I don't know when Christ is coming, but I can tell you that things are on the increase rapidly. Church, we must intercede. We must pray. Uh, the man of sin, God will remove. We must pray that anyone that is not of God's agenda, the Lord should remove. I'm not calling names, but it's something that as a church, we must be our battle cry to God. God can do it. Because when the righteous judges, if the righteous leads in the place of authority, the people will rejoice. So this is what the Lord is telling us. This wasn't my message that I prepared. But as I came to pray, this is the Lord, the Lord impressed in my heart, that church, that we must. Because in the peace of Ireland, peace will reign in our homes. Amen. In the peace of this country, peace will reign in our homes. A lot of us don't want to take our children back to Nigeria. You think it's the worst place, and you know, but it's happening here. So let's wake up and smell the coffee. So church, I encourage us, I indulge us. And what the Lord laid in my heart is that, by the grace of God, I just need few people, and I will, it's, it's not something I've done, but need few people that may agree with me to pray at least in the Spirit. One and a half hours, as much as possible, possible daily. One and a half hours, if you can pray in the Spirit, fine, pray. To intercede for the Republic of Ireland, intercede for Europe that, uh, that uh, uh, 
the man of righteousness will reign. Righteousness will take his hold again in this land. In the name of Jesus. Church, without prayer, nothing is going to happen. We can sit, fold our hands, go and make our money, come back, sleep. Believe me, one day, uh, honestly speaking, uh, let me not say it, but it's going to get worse. So church, I beg you, by the grace of God, let's pray. If you're interested, just send me a text. Uh, just one and a half hours. We just intercede. And if you think it's too much, if it's half an hour, you can do daily. Send me a text. I just need a prayer of agreement. Let's intercede and see the power of God move in this land like never before in the name of Jesus. See that uh, by the grace of God, power will change hands in the mighty name of Jesus. All God needs is someone to stand in the gap. God is not going to do it himself, but if we pray, we will see the change. Let's bow our heads and take ourselves to God. And uh, just pray as the Holy Spirit leads you. The thing the Lord is calling you to intercede for this nation, uh, pray that the Lord will give you grace. Uh, for those who uh, feel that God hasn't called you, pray that God will give people the grace to intercede. For this nation, that this nation will come back to Christ, uh, that the leaders in this nation will be leaders that are God fearing. Pray that God will give such a people, put such a burden in people's hearts to, to raise up men uh, to intercess us in this land. Uh, uh, if we pray, there will be change. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wickedness, uh, God says then we answer them, he will hear from heaven, answer them indeed. Uh, uh, grant us peace. Uh, let us pray. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, and the Lord will help us all. Father, we come before you. We just bless you, O oh God.